I want to remind you of where we've been. So the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about how Jesus is going to be rejected. And today, we see Jesus being rejected again. But as he rides into Jerusalem, we see a shift in his ministry. It's not so much about the miracles as it is about his teaching. Because his ride into Jerusalem is the beginning of the end of his ministry as the people know it and the beginning of a new kind of ministry. So let's hear about what happens when Jesus rides into Jerusalem in our Bible story this morning. Jesus and his disciples traveled toward Jerusalem. When they neared Bethphage and Bethany near the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples ahead into a village. As soon as you enter the village, Jesus told them, you will find a young donkey tied there. No one has ever sat on it. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord needs it. The disciples did as Jesus commanded. When they untied the donkey, its owners asked what they were doing. The Lord needs it, they said. Then they brought the donkey to Jesus, threw their robes onto the donkey, and helped Jesus get onto it. Jesus rode the donkey down the road. Along the way, people spread their robes on the road for Jesus, and others spread palm branches cut from the fields. People walked behind and ahead of Jesus, praising God with a loud voice for all the miracles they had seen. Hosanna, they said. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. The word Hosanna means save now. The people welcomed Jesus as their promised king. They hoped he would save them from the Romans. Some religious leaders told Jesus to make his disciples be quiet. Jesus answered, if they were to keep silent, the stones would cry out and praise me. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went to the temple. People who were blind and people who were disabled came to him. Jesus healed them. Other religious leaders saw Jesus' miracles and heard the children saying, Hosanna to the son of David. They were very angry and asked Jesus, Do you hear what these children are saying? Yes. Jesus told them. The writer of Psalms had said, You have prepared praise from the mouths of children and nursing infants. Then Jesus left and went to the town of Bethany to spend the night. Jesus is the Messiah spoken about by the prophet Zechariah. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Zechariah 9, 9. One day, Jesus will return to earth on a white horse as king over everything. So have you ever watched a movie and like 10 minutes in, you pretty much know, all right, I know how this is going to end. I know where we're going to end up here. That happened to me just over a month ago. It was, it was the movie Rio. And I'll be honest with you, I still haven't seen the rest of the movie, but I watched the first 15 minutes and I said, there's got to be a baby blue macaw at the end of this movie. <laughs> if you've ever had that experience, and maybe you think you know how it's going to unfold, usually I have no idea what's going to happen next. I just know where the end is going to be. 
If you have ever had that experience, you kind of know what the crowd is thinking as Jesus is riding into Jerusalem. Because it seems like they actually know what the end is going to be. They know that in the end, this Jesus who's riding in on the donkey will save them. But they're going to be very surprised by the way that that unfolds. So today I want to look at what we do know and what we don't know and how that gives us hope in every situation. That our God, through Jesus, is going to save us in the end. But first, let's talk about what they didn't know. Uh, what they thought they knew is that they were under Roman control, right? They, they had these other people, the people of Israel, had this other nation that was ruling over them. And they taxed them pretty heavily. There were these Roman soldiers in the streets that were kind of annoying. And they thought that Jesus was going to come in and he was going to free them from this tax. He was going to free them from this Roman oppression, and in the end, Jesus will save them from taxes, but they had no idea what their real issues were and what Jesus was coming to save them from. And they had no idea what Jesus was about to do. You see, as Jesus comes into the city, we heard what some of the people said. Some of the people rejected Jesus. Some of the people told Jesus to make the crowd quiet down. And those same people would be the ones that killed Jesus. You see, the people had no idea how this story was going to unfold. And I think sometimes we can sympathize with that. Because sometimes we have no idea how our stories are going to unfold. We don't know what the next step is. Maybe you've been there where one of the kids gets sick and you think, uh-oh, this is just about to run through all of us. You can't really think much past the next day because when four of you are sick, then it's really going to be a problem. Or maybe, maybe the bill comes that's bigger than the bank account. Or maybe it's a sickness that isn't just for a few days but lasts for months and years. Maybe it's the way that, that death touches our families. Maybe, maybe it's the way that anxiety is, is ruling in our lives or the way that sin has hurt us or the way that through sin we hurt each other. And, and we see these things in our lives, these obstacles of, that come right in front of us and fill up our attention. And we don't know how that story is going to unfold. Yet in those moments, it's so important to rest on the fact that there is something that we do know. And in fact, there's something we know that the Israelites didn't know. We know that sin is responsible for all of the hardship that fills our lives. We know that this world exists as a world where relationships pull apart, where they shatter, where people hurt other people because all of us have participated in living outside of the way that God has given us to live. And so our world is aching, but we also know how that story ends. We know that Jesus comes and saves us, not just from taxes, 
but he saves us from that along with sin and death and all of the things, all of the struggles in our lives. That's what we still know. And what the, what the people of Israel know is significant too. As Jesus is riding in on the donkey, they know what the end of the story is going to be, even though they don't know the hardship that's going to happen in the middle. Let's look at the words that they say. This is from Matthew chapter 21, verse 9. If we could put that up on the screen. This is what the crowds are saying. They're saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They might not know everything that Jesus represents, but they do know that Jesus represents God. That he comes in the Lord's name. They call him the prophet of Nazareth. They call him God's man, the son of David, who is this person that most of the Old Testament was looking forward to, who was going to save the people. And they say to him, Hosanna. Which, if you don't know what that word means, that's fine. It's, it's another Hebrew word for save us. You know, Hebrews have as many words for save us as Eskimos have for ice. And Hosanna is one of those words because these people are always recognizing their need for God and need for salvation. So they cry out to Jesus and say, save us, Jesus. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From Psalm 118, and here, in Psalm 118, it says, Hosanna, O Lord. Here, they put the word son of David in place of the name of God. They might even recognize that Jesus is God, who in the end will save them. We know what the end of our story is. Just as they knew that Jesus would save them, we know that Jesus will save us. And because we know what he did for us on the cross, we know a lot more than they did. We know that Jesus has conquered sin. We know that Jesus has victory over death. And now we are here in the middle of the struggle, in the middle of our difficult lives. We are here knowing that the end of our story is Jesus coming back and Jesus riding in, not on a donkey, but a white horse to show his victory because he, no matter what it is you're going through, Jesus will save you in the end. And in the meantime, he gives us hope. He gives us hope that we can praise him because we've seen that God is faithful in the past and he will be faithful in the end. In a little bit, Megan is going to give you an opportunity to write down some of the ways you've seen God working in your life. And my challenge to you today... It, if you are living your life on that hope that in the end, Jesus will save you, my challenge to you today is to say a prayer over those things you praise God for and ask him for an opportunity to share that in a meaningful way this week. To be able to share what God has done and the hope that we have that in the end, Jesus saves us. And if you're here just because they're going to drop some stuff off the roof over at the gym, uh, and you're not so sure how you feel about Jesus, well, we're really glad you're here. And my challenge to you is to imagine what it would be like to live life knowing the end, knowing that in the end Jesus saves. And 
And to look for an opportunity to ask a Christian who's reminded of that every week what it's like to live with that hope. Because we know that in the end, Jesus is coming back. We know that in the end, Jesus wins. We know that in the end, Jesus will save his people, just as he's already saved us before. We hope in a Jesus who saves us in the end.